Hello everyone, this is Edward Fox. Um, I'm back again with you today. And I just wanna let you know that God put this on my heart to create for y'all um, about two weeks ago. Um, I believe there's many misconceptions that we have about God and our purpose here um, on earth. and there's some things I want to at least try to clear up today. And um, this this sermon, this video, um, kind of don't know what to call it. I'm not going to say I'm a self-proclaimed preacher, but I am someone that is sent here to deliver the word to God's people. And I believe that you're one of God's people, so now is the time for me to teach you this. This is for anyone, whether you're Christian a Muslim, an atheist, no matter your sexuality, um, you could have just been in sin three minutes ago. I want you to hear this word, um, a word from God that's coming out of my mouth. Um, I'm letting God use me. Well, I'm having God use me. It's, I'm, an, I'm honored to be used by God to give you this word here today. And as you can see, the title is, Are We Separated from God? At first, I was thinking, are we separate from God? That's what God wanted to ask. Are we separate from God? There was this book that, um, you know, I'm always reading the Bible, but there's some things in the Bible that I've read over, and it, it made me think about, like, you know, God didn't send us here to be separate from him. He sent us here to be one with him and to act like him and to be like him. And today, it's, it's I want to talk about this. So are we separated from God? I don't think so. Now I'm going to teach you why we're closer to God than we think. All right. I'm so thankful to have you here with me. Um, I'm going to pray a bit. I'm going to pray right now. Uh, you can bow your heads, close your eyes, and hold your hands. Let us touch and agree. God, I thank you so much for bringing me here today, and you're using me. Let the words that come from my mouth and come from my spirit be coming directly from you, God. I don't ever want to be someone that ever misleads your people. God, I want to be used by you for the right things. Let my energy be used for you. Let my intellect be used for you, God. Let everything in me be available to serve you and your people. I love you, God. I love your people. I love I love me. You're doing so many great things in my life. I want to be an example of you, your word and your truth, God. You've done so much for me. You've done so much for the people that are here on earth now, the people that have came and gone, the people that are yet to come. God, I know there's a lot of things going on in the world about when the world is going to end, global warming, uh, kidnappings, God. There's so much happening. I need you to know, I need the people to know that we are with you and you are with us, God. We need to be one. Even if we don't feel it right now, let us get into our mind, our hearts, and our souls that we are your children and that you love us and that you care for us and you want the best things in life for us. And you want to use us for your glory. I thank you, God. Everyone that's listening, touching the grand, whether you're listening on live or whether you're listening at another time, let you, I want you to know that God loves you. I'm here for you. I'm God's son. You're God's child as well. We are part of God. We are part of God's body. I thank you for being here with me. Amen. All right, let's be used by God. Come on.
Okay, here are the important verses. I want y'all to know that if I'm going to be a preacher, um, I know I was called to be a prophet, but if I'm going to be a preacher, I'm going to be an enthusiastic preacher. Um, hey, the important verses for the day are Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 28. I'm reading from the King James Version today. Probably should have put that on the other verses. But, um, hey, I'm feeling good. I'm, I hope... <laughs> I hope you've acknowledged today what God has done in your life. Look at every gift that you have, every breath, your skin, uh, your eyes, your teeth, um, the ability to say hello to someone, tell them that you love them. You can see, you can hear um, anything that you can do, anything that you've ever taken for granted. I want you to thank God for that right here and right now. So another important verse is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. I hope you see the trend that not only... I'm going in like, you know, order in the Bible, the occurrence of these verses. But I want you to know that I want to start from the beginning to really let you know that God created you for you to be one with him. God loves you. He did not send you here to be separated from him. He doesn't want you to struggle. He doesn't want to have, have you going through hard times. God loves you and he wants the best for you. That is true. You are God's child, and I need you to believe that. And I can arguably, arguably say, based on the word, that you are God. You are a part of God. And like we have to realize that. We have to realize that we were sent here to be like God, to love him first, to love ourselves and love our neighbors. And I believe that love is giving. Love is serving one another. So I'm going to keep going. Um, Psalm chapter 82, we're going to read the whole chapter. It's very short, but we're going to read the whole thing. And it's Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. And then there's Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. I want you to read uh, these passages in your own time so you can get um, your understanding on it. Please, when, when, you, when you're um, reading the word, please pray and ask God for um, wisdom, guidance, and understanding when you're reading this word. Some people... Uh, you know, a lot of times we get different um, different thoughts and different conclusions from the word. But today I'm going to be leading you yes, in what God has given me. So now Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Then we're going to Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. And then um, we're going to uh, end off the meat of the word with John chapter 10, verses 19 through 38. This is all King James Version. So, next slide. <laughs> all right, this is Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All right, here, guys. That's um, This right here can be a sermon in itself. But I want you to know that right here when it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And then said, and let them have dominion. So 
I need you to acknowledge that God created us in his image, the image of God, and after his likeness. So there's a few things I want to say about this. Um, God's image. I want to know what you guys think that is. I really want you to send me a message on uh, Facebook or send me an email or send me a text message. I want to know what you believe that God's image is. But I believe that God's image is spirit. God's image is spirit. Um, we have to look more into Genesis chapter 3 um, because humans did not always have physical bodies with flesh. But I want to let you know that based on this verse right here, when God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness, I believe he meant spirit when it says image. Now, after God's likeness, this means God's qualities. Like what's in God, the, um, the potential and the will and the need to create, that comes from God. Our, um, our need to love, that comes from God because like it says in the word, God is love. And I need you people to know, I need everyone to know that when this word says, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and everything else said in this, in this verse, I want you to know three things. God made you to be like him in his image. That means your spirit after his likeness, it's after our likeness. And that means have God's qualities and then let them have dominion. God is a ruler. God created us to rule. God created us to be like him and have his qualities and look like him. We have to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. That is very important. Let us live in the spirit and not in the flesh. Now also, um, I'm going to go to the next, next slide. I need some structure to this. I don't want to start rambling for y'all. <laughs> All right, here's another chapter in Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So earlier when I said um, God's, like, God's likeness, um, God's image is his spirit, I would say spirit or the word soul. Um, they may have two different meanings um, depending on who you're asking or where you're reading from. But it says, and man became a living soul. That's that's very important because like God put what was what he's made out of into into man and became a living soul. So I want you to know that God is inside you. God has been inside of everyone, hopefully based on what we're made out of. God has been in everyone since the beginning of time, since God first created man. We can call him Adam. We can call them Adam and Eve. But God has been inside of us, has been with us since the beginning of time, since the beginning of man. I'm going to read this again. And the Lord God formed man. That's the creation right there. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. God created the earth, and he knew what this earth was made out of. He made it himself. He said it. You have to read um, Genesis chapter 1 again and, and chapter 2 as well. And then read chapter 3 of Genesis. But and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That's important. All of it's important, but breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. God breathed into his nostrils. That's like 
mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation or CPR. Um, but this is very important. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Next slide. This is Psalm chapter 82. This is where it starts to heat up. This is this this is coming from King David. You know, King David and his son, King Solomon, they were both great at delivering the word of God from their spirits, from what God gave them and writing it down, allowing us to be able to read it so so much, so much later. So Psalm chapter 82, verse I mean this King James Version. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among gods. How long? I'm going to say this again. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Salah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and needy. And rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Again, this is coming from King David, uh, a, 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 a great man that was appointed by God to do his work in, um, in Israel. So right here, I want to break this down from the beginning. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. That's talking about us. God created us for a high position here on earth. God knows that he rules over everything. And he wanted to give us a place to live and be like him. Like it says, um, we can go back a little bit. Like it says here, God made man in his image and after his likeness, and he gave them dominion on earth. So God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. I want you to see the difference in between the G size, or uh, the G, uh, one G is capital, another G is lowercase. But uh, I didn't want you to, name, to know, um, God may not be the original name. I've heard Yahweh, heard Yeshua for Jesus. Um, please know that names have been changed, history has been changed, and these these Bibles, they have been deeply edited by people with um, with negative intentions. But today I want you to look at this Bible and see truth and know that you are created for more than you believe right here and right now. I want you to know that you are a God. God loves you. You are a piece of God. God is in you, in your being, and I need you to let it out. God needs you to let it out and let it show because the world depends on it. It really does. So God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. That's talking about us. He judges among the gods. It's talking about us again. We are gods. We're the little G gods. We're a piece of God. We're a piece of big G God because that's the word we're going to use right now. But um, how long will you judge unjust? and accept the persons of the wicked. This is talking about our interactions here on earth and how people act, you know, throughout their time. Um, 
Like I can honestly say that many of us are not correctly living in the truth and in the will that God set here for us. Um, many people do not know their God-given life purpose. And it's really something deep in my soul that I want to help people realize their God-given life purpose so they can start living in it. I tell you what, right now, right here, right now, I know that what I'm doing, teaching this word to you guys, this is a part of my God-given life purpose. This is something I can do for free. I promise you. I love God. I love speaking to people. I love connecting and teaching someone something new that um, that may they may not have known, or even teaching reteaching someone something and letting them hear another perspective on it that they can use it to make a change, make a new decision to do something differently with their time and with their energy and with their effort. I really need you guys to hear, know, and understand that God created you to be like him. He is in you. Let him live in you. Let it show. Let it out. Be more like him. So right here, we're given the instructions. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. See, these things right here, these are things that we pray to God for him to do, right? Like, like there's times when people say, you know, thoughts and prayers. But I want you to know that God has equipped us to be able to help people here on earth. There are people that need all types of help. Um, like it says here, the poor and the and the fatherless do justice to the afflicted and needy. There's people that may just need us to be a shoulder to cry on or someone to talk to about the things that we've gone through in the past. And I need you to know that if you're equipped to do it, whether you know it or not, it is it is your duty to rise to the occasion. Like right now, um, I don't normally do this like preaching online thing. It's um, usually my thing is if I meet someone and they want to talk about God, I got them. We're going to stand there or sit there and talk for as long as we need to for me to get across to this person that, hey, your value is immense. You have huge, great, enormous value to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they want you to work in the will and purpose that you were given for your time here on life and on earth. So I need you to think about this, guys. There's so much that you were created to do. And when you do not know your purpose, when you do not know that know God's will for your life, you will be walking around here missing the opportunities that you are given to show what you're made of. You are made of God. I want you to believe that. So I'm going to go back through this verse again. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Salah. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hands of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I need you guys to understand this here today. God is for you. God is not against you. Do not walk in darkness. You need to gain the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding in order to understand what God 
is doing here in your life and what you need to be doing in the lives of others. Let's keep going. I have said, ye are gods. This, this, this is something that you need to understand right here. It's in God's word multiple times that we are gods, little g gods. This is, this is said multiple times, and I'm going to only show it one more time in this sermon. But I need you to know your significance. If someone creates a child, that person is now an offspring of the first person, right? We are God's offspring. Not the conventional way of, you know, two people coming together and, you know, being married and having, you know, stuff happen and they create a child. <laughs> trying to make this PG as possible. But, um, or just G-rated. But I want you to know that God created you through his methods. You are now here. His His essence, his being is within you. You are a piece of his spirit. And you're walking around here, whether you know your will or not, you are a piece of God. And you have to act in the ways that's that's necessary for God's child. Like, re re realize and remember that you are sent here with the purpose. This can sound so, like, Disney movie-like. Like, you know, you are sent here with a purpose. You're on a mission. You are special. You are very special. I need you to know that today and from here on out. And I need to tell other people this. You are special. Everyone is special. It sounds counterintuitive for everyone to be special. But once you think about the fact that everyone who was sent here with God's spirit inside of them, all of them, every each and every one of us, we are God's child. That is the highest role that you can have ever. I thought about presidency. Being a president takes a lot of work. It's a hard job, so I hear. Um, people hold you to a certain standard. People think that you should react to things a certain way. People think you should talk a certain way, dress a certain way, and just overall live your life a certain way. But I tell you what, being God's child is more important than being the president of the United States or of any government. Being God's child is the best thing that you can ever do with your time. And this is something that you were given a, a, a gift of, a gift of being God's child since your birth. And I need you to walk in everything that that comes with. That comes with abundance, peace, love, joy. Every, every just, every fruit of the spirit that's, that's available Peace, joy, love, self-control, all of that, that's available to you. And um, I need you guys to know that and live in that. So <laughs> I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. This right here, this Psalm chapter 82 is a message to each and every one of us. There's more for us to do. God created us with him inside of us. And it's important that we do what he asks to defend the poor and the fatherless, to do justice to the afflicted and the needy, deliver the poor and needy, and rid them out of the hand of the wicked. 
Thank you guys for listening. I'm, I'm still going. Now here we're at Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. This is written by King Solomon, King David's son. King David wrote Psalms and his one of his one of his many sons. I mean, if you know the story, you know he had a bunch of sons. But I could arguably say that King David's best son is King Solomon. And King Solomon wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes in another book. But right here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is a whole duty of man. This is, oh my gosh, this is one of the most important verses I've ever read in my life. I want you guys to screenshot this, put this on your wallpaper, on your phone, on your on your desktop, your, your laptop computer, teach this to your friends and family, teach this to the kids, whether they're two days old or 13 or 11 or 91 or 18, 27, 43, whatever age a person is, they need to understand the importance of this right here. King Solomon was saying this later on in his life after he had you know, been king for years, has seen wars, has had uh, many, many different interactions with people. He was he said to be the wisest man to have ever lived and the richest man to have ever lived. So read this again right here. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This is important. Remember this in each and everything that you do from here on out, from this moment on. Let us hear the let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is important, guys. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Never forget this. So now we're at Matthew chapter 19, verses 26. This is, um, I just remembered that all of my verses, uh, they're not in order of appearance in the Bible. I just remember that. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Again, I'm going to tell you this. Read these passages in, um, in your own time. Study over these and ask God to give you wisdom, understanding, um, and knowledge for, for interpreting these in the right way and knowing how you can use it in your own life. So it said, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I want you to know that God is with you. God is inside of you. And if this, if what you're working on, what you're doing is a part of God's will for your life, count it done. But I need you to take the action steps to actually make it happen. Um, this is what I'm going to say next from James chapter two, but I need you to read James chapter two in your um in your own time as well. Please do that. Please do that. James chapter two. So in James chapter two, um, they were talking about faith and works. So it says, you know, the the common saying that faith without works is dead. That's true. I I need you to work based on your faith. And that's pretty much what I'm doing right here. Um, I can have my own faith in God. I can know that, know from my own life that God sent me here with a purpose and that I'm special, that I need to do everything that he's asked of me. And that's my duty. But um, 
my works right now is to help you guys get the same understanding that God didn't send you did God did send you here with the purpose. It's a, a huge, amazing purpose. This is very important to the whole world. Whether you're here to teach people or to be taught, maybe you're here to feed a thousand homeless people or you're here to feed ten homeless people. Your purpose, your interaction with God, with God's people on earth, with God's children, you have to know that God sent you here for this and that what he's telling you to do, when you're able to really decipher God's voice from your own, it's important that you do what God asks of you to do. And that's why I'm here teaching you this right here, right now today. So remember, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Let God work through you. Do as he asks of you and let it happen. It's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. So Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. Definitely read this in your own time as well. This is super important to me because um this is one of the verses that I, or the passages that I talk to people about like all the time. So then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, guys, I want you to know this. We can read it over, but I wanted to say this to you plainly. These two great commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's the first one. That's the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love, the love thy neighbor as thyself. So here's the order. This is how I say it. Love God first, love yourself, and then love your neighbor. So to me, this means you love God first in order to know who created you, what your purpose is, and like what you need to do here in life. And then loving yourself, you get to love yourself and love yourself in a great way because you know what's inside of you. You know that God is in you. When I say this, when you know that God is in you, you won't have self-deprecating thoughts. You won't think negatively of yourself. Even if you made sins in the past or even the present or even the future, whether you know um, God or not, I need you to know that God is in you. Do not ignore the God in you. You need to love the God in you and start to act more in line with the God in you. That is important right there. That is very important. So um, we have to live in the spirit of God. We have to live, let God's spirit and soul shine through us. Um, we have to live in the spirit and not, not fulfill the lust of the flesh because that's what we're dealing with. We're pieces of God. We are God's spirit. We are God's soul living in these flesh bodies. These flesh bodies want, you know, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. And there's other lusts. There's other things that can happen. Sometimes we have anger. Sometimes we have guilt. We have jealousy. Um, sometimes we lie. And, and these are things that we do because we're not aware of just how great God is and how he can be in us at a higher level and how we can show more of him in us. So believe this, guys. We should love God with all our mind, our heart, and our soul. 
and then love ourselves and then love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And this is the last part of this. I want you to understand when you love God, when you see what's in God and see, you can learn the likenesses, the purpose that you have here on earth. And when you know what's in yourself, then you can look at your neighbor as, oh, this is God's child too. This is this is God's other special child. This is God, this this is another one of God's special children that had. This is God's child, God's spirit and likeness in them. But guess what? They're a human. They have this flesh as well. So they have things going on with them that they may not understand. There's, uh, there's other things that happen. There's so many different occurrences that can happen in our interactions here on earth to where we may feel like we should treat someone negatively. But I tell you this, if you understand that that's God's child and what's in them or, or what's in God and what's in you is also in them, you'll be more willing to treat them better. And I say that because that's very important that we do understand that we are all God's children. We all have God's likeness within us. And it's important that we treat each other that way, like like we are all important, like we are all special. And it is our duty to love one another. So, hey, remember this. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. Let's go. John chapter 10, verses 19 and 38. 19 through 38. This is a long one, but I want you guys to understand this. Read this again on your own time. Read it a bunch of times. Ask God for wisdom, understanding, and and like the love of God and 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 knowledge to be able to understand these things for yourself. So, she got a text from my future wife. She's funny. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Back to the word. So, John chapter 10, verses 19 through 38. I'm smiling hard. <laughs> there was a... <laughs> she's funny. There was a division, therefore, among the Jews for these sayings. I, knew, I want you guys to go back and read what happened in verses 1 through 18 of John chapter 10. This is great stuff. Like, seriously, this is great stuff. So there was a division, therefore, among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, he hath the devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, these are not words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of, of the dedication, and it was winter. There's a lot of stuff going on in these chapters. Like, please read it. And Jesus walked in the temple of Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. This is what Jesus said. Y'all listen to this. Jesus answered them. And, and Jesus answered them. I told you, and ye believe, ye, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not. Because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. 
I and my father are one. I'm going to read this again. I need y'all to have an understanding of this. In your own time, please read this multiple times. This is great stuff. Like, seriously. I need you guys to believe this. So, Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Think about this, you guys. If you are one of Jesus' sheep, guess what you get? Right here, this, this, these are some of the benefits. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall, never, they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Basically, right now, I want to put this in super layman's term. I want you to understand this. God, the Father, gave you his son, Jesus, our brother, gave you him for protection. Guess what you get? These, like, you know, these um, super, these commercials late at night, they're trying to sell you something. They want to tell you all the benefits. And guess what you get from Jesus? You get eternal life. You shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck you out of God's hand. God gave you, Jesus, your brother, for protection and every other benefit you can name. Strength. Come on, now, this, this verses I would have to tell you, but God sent Jesus here to make it easier for us. Like, this is seriously what we're dealing with here. Um, and it says, I and my father are one. That's important because why would we want to learn about God from anyone that does not feel close to God? Think about that. Think about that. I, I need you to get close to God as well. Next one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work, we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that, that thou being a man makest thyself God. See, they're ignorant. They don't know. A lot of us are ignorant to a lot of us are ignorant to to God being within us. That's why they're mad. If they believe that they are God's child as well and that God is in them, they wouldn't be so mad. I need you to understand today, here, right now, and forevermore, that God is within you. You and God are meant to be one. Come on, like like Jesus, like it said right here with Jesus. There are more verses, but it talks about how. If you believe in God, you believe in Jesus, Jesus in you, Jesus is in you and God is in you and they live in you. And you like, come on now, there's this more. I would have to go to this verse and read it to you, but you still may not believe if you are not secure in understanding and, and having the wisdom to know that God sent you here to be a part of him, that you and God are meant to be one and he is supposed to live in you and you're supposed to love him, love yourself and love your neighbors. So let's keep going. Like these people about to try to kill Jesus. Well, they, they did get him later on because they were ignorant. And they did not understand because of what they say is the blasphemy. All right. 
I might, maybe I should read it. I'm going to read it again. Because I think y'all need to understand this. How many times have you gotten upset with someone because they felt that they had a position or you felt that they were saying that they had a position above you or that they meant more than you and somehow? Um, I, I want you to really think about that. Because earlier, like I said, some of the times we, as humans in our flesh, we get jealous or we get upset about certain things. And I want you to know that what Jesus is saying here in, this, in, in these scriptures is he's letting people know his role and how his role is sent. Like he's sent here to serve us. He, God, God sent Jesus here to serve us. This is, this is all on our behalf, all for us, because God loves us so much. We are his children. This is a part of the plan. God loved you so much. He got, he got Jesus sent down here to talk to you. Um, got this Bible here for you. And then he got me here to reiterate what's in the Bible already, whether you picked it up and read it before or not. Because now I'm showing it to you. Because God loves you. Jesus loves you. I hope you love yourself. And I love you too. So um, I'm, I'm going to read this again. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. What have you said to someone to bring them down to where you thought they should be? Think about that, please. Jesus answered them, many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou being a man maketh thyself God. They mad. They mad right now. Come on. Jesus answered them. Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the father hath sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemest because I said I am the son of God. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me. Believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. That's important. He's he preaching. He's preaching right now. Y'all hear this? I'm preaching too, but he is preaching right now. So listen to this. We're going to go back from the beginning of this one. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. That's important. Like I said before, this is Psalm chapter 82. King David wrote it down that we are gods. These are passages that God wants us to see and has, has us, these passages have made it through the test of time with the Bible being edited so many different times. Um, not only are there so many different translations of the Bible across multiple languages and across multiple editors that felt like some words should be there, some words should not. Sometimes um, there's over um, 20 books actually taken out of the Bible. So I want you to know that there's so many different parts of the word that you may not be aware of and you probably never will be. But I want you to know that this right here made it through. God wants you to see this. So I'm going to read this again. Jesus answered them. Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. That's important. You are a God. You are a little G God. You are a bit of God. You are a piece of God. God's living spirit, his, li his living soul is within you. I need you to live in the way that God created you to live. That means love. That means abundance. That means purpose. That means giving, service, hugs, kisses, um, 
serving people, like giving to them what they may not have themselves. I tell you what, it's better to give than it is to receive. I, I remember all the times that I've given to someone that didn't have something. I remember the homeless people that I fed. I remember their names. I remember their faces. I remember where I saw them. I remember where I met them. I remember the children and the teenagers that I've spoken to about God's word and, and their purpose in life and how they need to be acting and believing. Well, they need to be believing first because your beliefs show in your actions. That is true right there. Your, your beliefs are shown with your actions. When you believe that God called you here to be one of his children and do the best that you were sent here to do, you will start acting in that. Right now, these words are flowing from my spirit, from God, and it's flowing out of my mouth because I want you and God wants you to get an understanding of this and know that you were sent here with a major purpose. No matter the size or the, the amount of people that you impact with your purpose, you are sent here with a major purpose. Maybe you're not sent here to die on the cross like God, like God had you to do. But I tell you what, Jesus wants you to pick up your cross and follow him. Picking up your cross and following him can include some of the things that you may dread doing sometimes. But those things may just be the biggest part of you fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Come on now. It's not always the thing that we enjoy doing the most that are the things that we need to do. That's important. Like, you have to read it for yourself, but that seemed like it was only two times where Jesus felt like he didn't want to fulfill the will of God. I want you to ask me where exactly those two times are in the Bible, and I'll tell you specifically where they are. But um, I want you to think about it for yourself. Jesus, who was sent here to be nothing but perfect, even he felt only twice that he didn't want to fulfill the will that God, God sent him to fulfill. And that's important to know that even our Savior, the Savior that went through it, like he, he went through with it. Like he, he submitted himself before God and he did it. I want you, I'm calling you right now. God's calling you to submit yourself before God and do as he asked. Like that's what I'm doing right here right now because I run a business. I mean, my business is about serving people, but I could be looking online for something else uh, pertaining to my business. But I know that my business is about serving God's people. And right now, I'm doing another thing um, in, in the kingdom. This is not business for me. This is, this is God's calling on my life. I mean, of course, God's calling my life also has to do with my business. But this right here, in this moment, I'm reading y'all John chapter 10. This is about God and his people and getting more of his people to come to him, bow down in, in submission and servitude and live in the way that God sent you here to live. God wants you to touch people. Give them a piece of his love. Let them know that God is within them. Let them know that the love that they need in their lives and the love that the people around them need, that is within them. So, and there's this chapter, um, this Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27. This comes from uh king solomon it says withhold not from them when it is in thine hand to do it so that's something i want y'all to read later on proverbs chapter 3 verse 27 and um i really do love that verse because i say this whenever i see homeless people i like i just give them all the cash i have on me i don't carry a lot of cash and it's not like seven thousand dollars or anything like that 
but I could give them all the cash that I have on me. And you know, usually these people are like smiling. They 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 show me some love. Probably give them a hug. Like that's my thing. But right now, I have the word of God in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, and it is time. It's in my hand to give to you. So right now, this is why I'm doing this because God put this in me, and I know this is a part of my purpose. So I'm gonna read this to you one more time. Jesus answered them, "Is it not written in your law?" I said, "Ye are gods." If, ye, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemous, because I said I'm the son of God. What Jesus is asking right here is if my God, if, if God the father called you God, gods in the scripture and sanctified me and sent me into the world, why are you saying that I blaspheme because I said I'm the son of God? See, I'm able to decipher that because I read the word of God a lot. And um, I, mean, I know this is King James Version, and there's simpler versions. Like I said before, there's some people that have edited the word and said, you know, certain words should be there, certain things should not. Sometimes certain books were taken out. I mean, there's more than 20 books taken out of the Bible, 22 to be exact. So from my studies, but... um. You you want to read the God, I mean, read the word because God needs you to. Um, they say in the word that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word. So read the Bible as much as you can. Read it and ask God for wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge that you need to be able to apply this to your life correctly. Correctly. Please remember that correctly. So... If I do not the work, this, this it heats up again. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. So it said, if he's, if what he's doing is not of God, don't believe him. Don't, he's pretty much saying, do not believe him if he's not doing the works of God. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. Basically, he's saying, if I'm not doing what's, what's of God, don't believe me. And then he goes on to say, but if I do, though ye believe not me believe the works that ye may know and believe that the father is in me and i in him he's saying now believe what he's done believe the works and let that show you that the father is in him and he is in the father i need you guys right now to think about the works that god put into you that you have not done yet let god live in you let god be shown in your life and do what he calls you to do I'm thinking about this girl right now. She is so nice. She's amazing. Uh, you know, I believe that God sent her here for me. So right now, I have this example for you. God gave me this. And um, multiple times throughout the Bible and throughout Jesus' walk, he talks about his importance and, and what he's here to do for you. And talks about water and life and things like that. And um, how... <laughs> You come to God, come to Jesus, you'll never thirst again. So right now, I'm, I'm thinking about what we are made of. I believe that we are made of God. I told you that earlier. I gave you scriptural, um, scriptural evidence that we are made of God. So right now, I want to talk about this. Here's a picture of the ocean. This, this is important. I mean, I, I want, I want you to, I want you to think about this in this time. This is, I'm creating this right here as an example. So in Genesis chapter um, chapter one, it talks about how God said, let us create man in our own image and our likeness and let us give him dominion over the earth. 
So, and then in Genesis chapter two, it talks about how God created man and breathed his, um, the breath of life into him and made him a living soul. But um, I want you to see this. Right here, this is an ocean. This is a picture of the Atlantic Ocean. Right here is a bottle of water. This is water. This is a huge body of water, one of the biggest. And this is a small body of water. Now tell me this. Isn't this still water because it's not here? I mean, like, if this is if this water isn't here, it's a part of the ocean. But if this little if you take a little bit of the ocean and put it in a bottle of water, it's a bottle of water, right? It still has the same to talking about if this is salt water or purified water. I want you to know that this is water. And maybe maybe we talk about salt water, purified water. That might be another example that we can use. Um, but I want you to know that you are created of God. So even though you're on earth and God is in you and God is here with you, wouldn't that make you a piece of God? Wouldn't that make you God as well? I want you to think about this in a way that this is an abundance of this right here. This is water. This is water too, but this is a huge amount of it. This is abundance of water. God is, God is love, right? God is a spirit. God is, God is the word. I said in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Right now I'm using my words to tell you how God is in you. This, this word is, whew. God created this water, and guess what? Right, right here, up to sixty percent of the human adult body is water. When you're a baby, you're around seventy-eight percent uh, water. You know, you're born coming out of water, the amniotic sac, all these things like that. And we need to drink water to survive. We need to have God in us for us to live the life that He created us to live. So I'm asked. I'm saying this right now because God is what we are in abundance at full force every bit of great things that god put into us he is that now what i ask you to do is realize all the great things that god put into you because you are a piece of him you are a piece of god you are god's child you are part of god's body i want you to realize what's in you and how you need to see yourself you need to love god first love yourself and love your neighbor. Once you love God, you'll see all the great things that he is. You'll see how like God you are and you are meant to be. And then from loving God, you get to see who, what, who's inside of you, what's inside of you, what you're made of. You are made of God. That's why I have this example here. And then also when you love your neighbors, you're able to see what God put into them. That is God's child too. Y'all are both special. Y'all are both created with love in mind. God did not send you here to be separate from him. God did not. So I want you to know, as we have oceans, as we have God, and as we have water bottles, as we have humans, we have little G-Gods, we have ourselves. We have the same contents. We are made of what God's made of because God created us. I want you to know that today. I'm, thank I'm thankful for you listening here right now we were created to be one with god that is the major um, premise of this sermon here today i want you to understand this and believe this 
believe you me, God sent you here with the purpose to be one with him, to act like him. There's a verse that says, be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Jesus said that of us and Jesus wouldn't tell us to do anything that we're not able to do. And I want you to know that you're not able to do this on your own strength, but you're able to do this with God. Because it says in, in his word, um, with man it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So I hope you took some screenshots throughout this video. Of course, I'm going to have this on Facebook and YouTube for you to watch it as many times as you like. Send this to friends and let people know that you are created with God inside of you. You are a part of God and you need to work to be one with God. Get into his word. Love God. Love yourself. And love his people. So will you accept Jesus Christ as your savior today? I hope your answer is yes. Whether you're a Christian already, uh, maybe you want to rededicate your life to Christ. Um, I know that I have to do that every day. Not saying I'm living in sin or anything, but sin comes to mind. We sin by thought, word, and deed. But when I say I rededicate my life to God every day, it's like I have to remember and commit myself to doing what God sent me here to do. Uh, I was working on this. Um, weeks ago, like I tell you, I started on this pitch deck on this sermon. I started on this weeks ago. I started putting together verses that I could use to prove to you guys that God sent you here and created you to be like him and that you were filled with what God is created of. I mean, like what God is. So like it, I'm not going to say it took a lot out of me to do this for you guys, but I knew that I had to do this i had to I had to create this for you guys because god put it in my heart and that this is a part of my purpose so will you accept jesus christ as your savior today if you're an atheist or if you're a muslim or any anything if you don't believe in god i want you to believe today from here on out i want you to believe that god created you with a purpose that you are a piece of god that god is your father god created you and every great thing that's in god Everything that's in God, it is in you. It's resting in you. And I need you to bring it out. I need you to show it. I need you to live in it. I need you to live in that purpose. I need you to live in the wisdom that God has available to you. I need you to get the knowledge and understanding to be more like God and ask for him to cover your life and to live through you. Um, there's so many different things I want to say to you guys. And now is the time and now is open. But I want you to know that you are God. God created you. He loves you. He sent people here like me and like your friends and family here to talk to you about God and let you know that you are special. You are significant. God created you with a purpose and you must do everything in God's power and your human power and your little godly power to fulfill that purpose. Show love to God. Show love to yourself. Show love to your neighbors. So next slide. All right, this is John chapter 12, verses 44 through 50. I want you to read this with me. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth, believeth not on me, but him that sent me. He's talking about God. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. He's talking about God again. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. I want you to know today that God is here with you. He can save you. It's Jesus talking. You you won't get to heaven without believing in Jesus. So, like, pray in your own time. I'm going to pray with you. God, I, I pray that 
the people that are listening right here and right now, and anytime they're listening, I want them to be saved by you. God, I ask that you put it on these people's hearts and their minds and their spirits to live in the way that you sent us here to live. I pray that you have them turn away from their sinful and wicked ways. Um, they know what they've been battling with. God, give them the strength to keep asking you, no matter how many times they have to get on their knees and repent, just like I do. I want you to have them to keep asking you to free them of their sin, to put it in their heart and their mind and their spirit to to have the discipline and the self-control and the temperance and the the wisdom and understanding to choose you in their spirit and not live in the flesh, God. Even in our interactions, when someone makes us mad, let us say something that calms the person down. Let us know that wise words, wise low words can turn away wrath, God. Let us know that in our physicality, in our flesh, that we do not have to, we don't have to, we do not ever have to justify or live in the flesh. We don't have to give ourselves to lust. We can live in a godly way, a way that makes you feel great, God, a way that we must live in the way that you sent us here to live, God. Let that be on our hearts. Let us give ourselves in submission and servitude to you each and every day, God. I love you and I thank you. And I ask that you save us. Save our souls, save our minds, save our consciousness, God. This world can try to take us from you, but it won't win. God, I believe in you. I hope these people today have learned to lean on you and believe in you and trust in you and live in the way that you sent us here to live. God, I thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Oh, yeah, there's more to it. He, he that rejected me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that this commandment, that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Now it's time for tithe and offering. God does love a cheerful giver. So, your tithe and offering will be greatly appreciated. You can offer amounts of either $7, $9, or $79. These, these, uh, these numbers are very important to God. I heard that the word seven is the number of completion. Uh, I also heard the same thing about nine. But we see things in the Bible. Um, we see the delicate number of seven. Nine is a great number as well. Then 79 is just a combination of those numbers. You can send the money on Cash App to my Cash App. Cash App, like the number, the, the cash sign, um, Edward the Fox. You can also send me a message if you need help with sending your tithe and offering, and I will gladly help you. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me here today and learning what God has put on my heart for you to know and see and use in your life. I thank you again. Thank you so much. I hope that this word has blessed you in so many different ways. I hope it's something that you feel comfortable or uncomfortable sending to your friends and family. I want you to know that no matter how this impacted you, whether it made you think deeply about yourself and what you've been missing, or whether it was something that you already knew and just confirmed what you already felt. But I want you to know that this word was here for you today. Well, it's going to be here for you today because, and it's going to keep being here because like, this word is here for you. God loves you. 
I thank you. It's been such a blessing to teach this to you, to God, today, guys. I love, I love you, and I thank you. God sent me here to do this, and it's been great. I love this. I love this, this preaching stuff. This is great. I thank y'all so much for joining me. All right. Bye-bye.